0: If you want your life to make a difference,
1: a real and lasting difference, well, you're at the right spot. Welcome to the God and a Man podcast. Over the next few minutes, we'll encourage you to pursue God's heart because we believe a man pursuing God's heart will make a difference. Thanks for listening to the God and a Man podcast. Now, here's Tim Brown to share some life-changing principles.
0: again on our God and a Man podcast and I have the honor today of being with a, a man that has uh, had a big impact on my life and the Lord brought him into my life many years ago and uh, kind of a odd way it was kind of centered around selling a few uh, clothes and uh, out of that we've developed a great friendship and um, I just have all the respect in, uh, in the world for him. So, and uh, his name's Jess Carell, and I want to thank you for being with us today, Jess. It's good and, to be with you, Tim. Um, I, I had a I had a little bio on you that I was going to kind of read, but I might just kind of let you tell folks a little bit about your how you kind of sure. got started in the business world mm-hmm. and where uh, kind of how you um, got your. Uh, springboard into kind of all the things you have been involved in. Yes,
1: well, I you know I was born in Somerset, and, and my father was a businessman, and my mother's daddy was a businessman. So uh, uh, you know uh, I was kind of involved in in entrepreneurial things. I know my father, whenever we'd need money, he never once told us to go get a job. He asked us if what we could do that we could sell or. Um, uh, what we could, uh, some kind of an idea that we could come up with uh, to uh, uh, rent out our services, right, or right. or something like that, and and so he was very encouraged to be very entrepreneurial, and and uh, um, my little brother and I, Vince, you knew Vince, I did, and and great guy, and we were. Young in our career, I, I've I've told the story before, but young in our career, when I was nineteen, he was seventeen. We, we were talking about uh, being the wealthiest man in Kentucky. That was our How about uh, that. That was a a goal that we had, and um, um, and so from early on, he and I were partners. We were partners when my brother went off to school. At the Transylvania, uh, Vince and I were left at home and we kind of bought his interest in the cattle that we had together out. And and then we had some coke machines together on the, tra- and traded with the Shopping Center and I, we bought Kirk's interest in that out and then Vince and I were partners uh, from then on. Um, and uh, uh, we sold, we bought buy- diamonds from Harry Winston and sold them uh, to our friends. We were getting married while we were in, in college, <laughs> and uh, and then my little brother took that uh, jewelry business, and you remember that I do he was I do turned into a ten and eleven jewelry store quite an operation yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, and a wholesale jewelry company and a, and a buying office in Bombay India for probably twenty five years and um, but uh, uh, Vince ran that and then I I kind of got started in real estate down in Wayne County Monticello Kentucky and and. As higher interest rates came I I kind of sold a bunch of the real estate and and gosh it's been 35 years ago when I was 26 we bought our first bank here at Stanford Kentucky and then I kind of uh, Vince took the jewelry and I took the banks and you know we just kind of grew them and grew them together and, and so now we're in 12 communities in Kentucky and and we have a life insurance company, uh, UTG, that's also headquartered here in Stanford. It's uh, life only, and uh, and uh, and uh, you know we've just uh, and and we've always been in the kind of the real estate business, right. investment business, right. and so that's kind of what we've done.
0: Well, we're we're sitting here today, recording this podcast. People may be able to hear some of the vehicles going down Main Street here yeah. in Stanford, Kentucky, and I. You know uh, I tell people all the time Stanford is a just a place you got to go visit to really understand what you and um, your family and then your companies and all that have done for this community Um, you've created all kinds of opportunities for other people you've uh, based uh, your headquarters of all your major companies out of here you've gone in and basically redone both sides of the main street you've bought the buildings you've added restaurants, you've bought older homes and redone them to create lodging, and you've kind of turned it into a destination place. And, again, as I've tried to explain that to people, they don't really get it, and they almost have to come, come visit it. And so I, I, this is a little bit of a plug for them to <laughs> yeah. come do that too. They yes. need to come to Stanford. but um, We love to host them. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things, Jess, that you've kind of told your story there, you, you've always had that entrepreneur spirit. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing that um, has been so evident to me that in the midst of that entrepreneur spirit, you've been a man that uh, that uh, Jesus is out in front of all of that. Well. and I've I've just totally respected you for that. I respect you for your success and your business mind, but the fact that you that Jesus is out in front of all of that seems to be such a unique. Um, culture and environment
1: well tim you, you know it's such a process and and i would i i, I start always I start that story with vince and i in 1917 because really that is all we want to do just be successful in the very beginning but vince very quickly uh, uh became interested in um uh, and things of ministry and of course i was going to church and you know tithing and doing all that uh um, you know that that you thought a Christian should do as, as an early age, and and but Vin, as Vince and I prospered, the Lord blessed us early, and we prospered early. And uh, the you know the further we got along on that uh, on the financial journey, the it just wasn't very um, satisfying. You know, we we um, um, you always tell yourself if you'd be successful, you'd be happy. Right. well uh, you know my uh, my kind of my self worth was tied up in my net worth mm. and and, um, and as that uh, began to rise you know I, I didn't get nearly the satisfaction out of it I know my little brother didn't he was really and uh, uh, a leader even though he's two years younger than me Vince was a leader for me and in, in my faith and in my generosity
0: and not to interrupt you but when you talk about your the way you reference referencing your brother, people probably don't know Vince passed away yes. a number of years ago. And, he did. um, so. well, and that's
1: kind of the, that's part of the story is that, uh, he, he came to me probably after we would probably were in our thirties, um, uh, mid thirties. And he said, Hey, I, I want to change it. I don't want to be necessarily the richest guy in Kentucky. He said, I, I want to win more people for Christ, uh, than any person, any business guy in Kentucky. And, And I remember saying, man, do I have to change mine too? You know, I mean, And and matter of fact, we kind of made trade. I said, well, why don't you do kind of ministry and stay in your business, but you kind of do more ministry and I'll keep in the business. And then, uh, uh, and that was in his mid thirties. And then unfortunately when Vince was 38, uh, he, I remember he called me, I was doing a job interview up at the mansion in Lexington and. And he, that was before cell phones, and he called me and found out where I was from my uh, assistant and uh, called up and said, hey, Jess, I've got a, doctor told me I've got a brain tumor and I'm gonna be dead in, in uh, two or three months. And I said, well, that's impossible, you know? Mm-hmm. And the and, and, uh, doctor knew what he was talking about in probably three months uh, yeah. he actually went into coma and didn't actually die for another six weeks, but it's about what happened. And, and so I was kind of faced with the issue of, well, here, here's my, here's my ministry partner that's, that's gone. Now, what does that mean for us? Right. And fortunately I've had just great partners, uh, business partners uh, that, uh, uh, you know, that have, that have pointed me toward Christ and uh, and Vince being very much one, but then you know Randy Ax and Doug Ditto, John Ball, uh, Jimmy Rousey, you know all right. these guys were right. just just great great guys to push me uh, toward uh, toward the Lord, and um, and and shortly before. Um, Shortly before Vince died, another really turning point in our in our my life and our organization, was uh, we uh, we all the top five of our leaders took a crown course and then just biblical principles for right. money right. Howard Dayton, Howard Dayton's uh, deals now compass and and uh, and that that really changed us. You know, we were you know we're Vince and I were in a hurry to make money. Uh, you know my marriage is seventeen years because of that collapsed and i'm here I was at uh, at forty divorced and three kids and and uh, 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 you know some good success in business but had failed at the thing that I was most interested in succeeding in as a as a yeah. husband and a and a and a father well i'm going to interject
0: real quick. I remember that Jess mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and uh
0: Uh, This version today is a is a is a version that I know myself and a whole lot of other people enjoy being around and and have been impacted a whole lot more by this version than that version. So I I do remember that version. (laughs) Thank thank God God changes (laughs) absolutely. God
1: changes men's and women's lives, and still He's in that business with me, and He's still in that business. And and He did change you. You know, I I. I think you probably agreed with my first wife. She didn't like that version. Either. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, uh, so, you, you know, those were, th- those were really important things in my life. Uh, uh, taking, uh, taking, uh, a crown of biblical principles to money. My brother dying and, and, uh, and my first wife leaving. Yeah. And, um uh, and so, uh, you, you know, and I've always had these wonderful partners that not only encourage us to spend money on downtown to make it a great place to live and work, but uh, to, to give, uh, you know, we give 10% of our pre-tax uh, profits uh, of our companies to charity, to uh, evangelical charities, uh, really. And- um, You do that through the River Foundation. that's through the River Foundation. right? right. And, uh, and then we do all sorts of things. We, we match our, our staff's giving uh, up to $1,000 to charities. Uh, we give, if you adopt a child, we give you $10,000 uh, uh, to help in that adoption. And my wife and I will give you, Ange and I will give you uh, uh, $5,000. And uh, we, we give anybody that's been with us, uh, that comes with us, we give them a week with pay to go on a mission trip and we pay for uh uh if it's our first trip for the themselves their spouse and their children and um uh, and uh so you know we 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 try to be uh, a different place uh, yeah. to work and and then and then another thing that's very different about us is we have an we have the managers are also the owners we believe that uh that uh, that uh, the people that uh, that run the company should have ownership in it and I,
0: I stopped by our episode with mr. Carell at that point because next week I want you to tune back in and hear the remainder of my interview with Jess. I think you got just enough of a taste in the few minutes today that I shared with you our conversation that we had that Jess is a man that has created an environment where people can thrive, they can feel appreciated, they can feel important, and it's a culture where it creates different makers in that corporate setting. I've just wondered through the years as I have had the opportunity to deal with a lot of men that are presidents of companies or have positions of influence and platforms that they can uh, impact a variety of people. If we could intersect some of these principles, basic principles that we learn from Jesus's life and as we see how he interacted with people while he walked the earth, he was he was kind of known as the most likable person that walked the earth. He was also appeared to be very um, encouraging to other people, and he also seemed to constantly create a culture where all those that followed him and believed that he was who he said he was step into different opportunities that they encountered on a daily basis and make a difference i hope from our time together today that i shared with you uh, when mr correll was so gracious to sit down with me that you've been encouraged and as i stated a few minutes ago i think you will be continually encouraged if you'll join us for next week's episode of God and a Man as we continue our conversation with Mr. Jess Carell, Look forward to you joining us next week.